0: beautiful people this is another episode of spill with me jenny d i have the pleasure and honor of meeting this wonderful woman on linkedin her name is nikki campbell if you are not familiar with her you have to look her up on linkedin but she started the flourish group which nikki tell us all our listeners all about this and why you started yeah. this thanks for being on yes well, <laughs> thank
1: you thank you for having me i'm so glad we um connected on linkedin uh i think linkedin is just there's there's just so many great connections out there. So if people aren't on LinkedIn, you need to get out there and get on LinkedIn because it's much more than a resume I am finding. But yes, yeah, thank you for having me. Um, I do own a business called The Flourish Group, and um, we are an executive and corporate wellness firm. And by that, we work with individuals on their personal wellness. So I work with mostly busy professionals, so business owners, executives, department leaders, people who have demanding careers, know they want to get healthier and just don't know what to do. They just need a plan. And then I also work with corporations to bring wellness into the workplace. So that could be webinars and in-person lunch and learns and cooking demos and you know fitness challenges, things like that. Um right. and it's been great. I know there's, you know, people say, you know, there's silver linings to COVID. That's where my corporate wellness kind of came out of is I had, you know, colleagues who were asking me to do, you know, know, know zoom meetings with their teams to talk about you know taking care of themselves while they were at home and trying to work and balance everything else so if there's a silver lining that was mine uh, during covid is that i launched that part of my business
0: right i mean it's it's something it's unique and it's something out there that i i have not heard of i'm not sure if any of the listeners have heard of anything like this but bring us back to what you were doing before this and what brought you to this new career
1: yeah so um, for someone who now has two science degrees and was a writer for the previous 25 years my college age self would be so shocked at who I am today um, so I was an English writing major came out of school went into public relations marketing communications and my last corporate job was as a speech writer for a very very large very well-known company um, in the fast food uh, space and I loved it. I will say to this day, it was my favorite job. I loved working with executives, which is why I do that now, Uh, but I loved working with executives and helping them kind of communicate, you know, important ideas and stories. And um, about almost eight years ago, um, I was just not feeling myself, run down, exhausted to the point where it just didn't make sense because I wasn't doing anything physically that would make me that exhausted. My eyes were really dry, I was having vision problems, and it was my... My eye doctor who finally figured it out he said because I always had a water bottle with me and he said are you thirsty all the time too because we couldn't figure out why my eyes they couldn't come up with a solution for what you know keeping them do you um, wear contacts being so dry do you wear contacts
0: nikki do you wear contacts
1: i don't oh no. okay so
0: because yeah. i was thinking yeah, that could so be dry just eye this
1: crazy dry eye and so finally he said do you always have a water are you always thirsty and i said yeah i said it's so crazy i said i can't eat i can't go anywhere without you know having water he said i think you, your problems are an autoimmune disease and so i was I was like, what? I know. He how said, I'm, he said, he yes, he said, I think it's this condition called Sjogren's syndrome. Very odd, kind of, not life threatening, but, um, super annoying autoimmune condition. So I went to a rheumatologist and sure enough, you know, I tested for that. And then also rheumatoid arthritis, um, wow. which can be very debilitating. Um, my grandmother had it and, you know, had physical disabilities because of it. Oh, wow. So it's a very serious condition. Yes. It is thankfully kind of secondary to the other condition that I have. So I've kept it, you know, he said, he thinks the rheumatologist said he thinks that The reason I've it's been so mild is because I was always active, and so he said exercise is your friend. If you've already you know got that routine, don't stop. Right. So kind of fast forward, you know, a couple of years, I had been really looking at how nutrition and exercise could mitigate some of the symptoms. Um, Autoimmune diseases are inflammatory diseases, so they attack sometimes your joints, your nerves. Um, Sometimes they can be you know silent. You don't see them. There's no physical manifestation of them. People feel them, you know, very intensely. So, oh, right. Give um, us exercise somebody. and yeah. nutrition are really important to that. So, I just kind of dove into educating myself, right, on how that all can, you know, help improve my condition.
0: Exactly.
1: So then, decided. Well, I really love this. Um, So I went back to school, got a nutrition degree um, from right here in Pittsburgh at CCAC. Nice. Uh, Speak very highly of the program, and then um, finishing up a master's degree in health and human uh, performance. And it really kind of brings together both the physical and the nutrition to help me coach people who not only have you know struggles that I have, but have their own issues. You know, joint pain, and you know, I work with a lot of people who were high school and college athletes, right? Oh are very, yeah, you know, you know, successful people, right? But they're in their forties and fifties now, and that's you know, when the body is feeling that, right? That's
0: when you start feeling that. Now, if okay, so if somebody was listening and they were thinking, you know, how do I know I have this autoimmune disorder? Because with you going to the eye doctor, he found it. But for someone else who's out there, what were some of the symptoms or some of the things to look for?
1: If yeah. you, if you have it, it was it really was any significant 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 change in your health that you can't attribute to something, right? So if Uh, If you're exhausted all the time, but you're only sleeping four hours a night, that's probably you know the the problem, right? If you are, um, you know, if you have new pain, if you have any new symptom, it's always best to get that checked out. And obviously, primary care is the you know kind of the first line of defense. But you know, making sure that you know it's just don't chalk it up to you know my eyesight is getting worse because I'm getting older. You know, my blurry vision I thought was because I was in my forties and. This is just what happens: is your eyes start to deteriorate. I had never had any vision problems yeah. at all, so I knew like this is not right. Why am I, you know, why am I having this? So I, you know, you have to be your own advocate.
0: I really. so believe that too. You have to be your own advocate. And I, you know, now that I'm talking to you, I'm just like I got that LASIK eye surgery two years ago, and I just oh, went right. to my eye doctor because I was like really feeling like dry eye. So she just gave me those drops for my for tears, like a mm-hmm. just to rejuvenate, but. I'm thinking yeah. oh my gosh like I do feel now that I hit 50 that I there's other things wrong and I'm thinking it's just age but no you're right
1: right it's just yeah I mean I think it's and we're busy right? So right. the people I work with are very busy. So a little symptom here and another little symptom there, they don't see it as that important, right? That it's, oh, I'm just tired. Oh, my eyes, you know, I probably need to, you know, get my eyes checked. You know, I'll, I'll do that in a, you know, another six months, you know? So it really is, as we get older, you know, really paying attention to the symptoms, paying attention to how you feel, um, right. because there's a lot of signs that things are happening in your body without it being catastrophic, right? So don't wait until it's, you know, a horrible situation, you know, get right. those small symptoms checked out.
0: That is so right. I didn't even think about that. But, like, as we age, we keep thinking, well, it's because of my age. It's because of, <laughs> you know, maybe her hereditary... Like you said, your grandmother had, right. you know, you're thinking, okay, this is fine. I don't really need to get checked. But, I mean... And as we get older, we should get checked for everything. Yeah. You know, your heart, your lung, but especially that, because now I'm thinking I've never really had any tests done for that at all. Do you recommend
1: that? Autoimmune diseases affect women far more than men. So it's very prevalent. Most women, and I'm going to say that, and then I'm going to have to find what the statistic is, but a a majority of women have some kind of autoimmune issue. So um, it's, you know, Hashimoto's, it's, you know, thyroid conditions it's lupus lupus is by and large a a disease that impacts women um, it's rheumatoid arthritis it's what i you know the other condition i have women almost i would say 75% of the women i see in my practice have some kind of autoimmune condition so okay. it's you know so as i would say as a woman you know to other women out there don't ignore some of those little symptoms right. especially because we think we're just
0: always tired, right? Like, that's just normal. I'm just not getting enough sleep or I need to drink more coffee. You know, you really don't think about that. But that's, you know, that's something like, like you said, self-care, you know, take care of yourself and really be, put yourself first. And I feel like, you know, I'm not sure if you're a mom, but, you know, I always put my kids first and, you know, their health Mm -hmm. and I was always felt run down because I was just living and trying to do stuff for them. So I think that that's a big deal as well. Now, did you have to get a blood test to show... I mean, will it show up in yes. the blood? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So
1: they're going to look for different markers in your blood. So for the rheumatoid arthritis, they look at the rheumatoid factor that's in, in your blood. And what's interesting about mine, and they haven't been able to explain to me why I don't have any of the symptoms of rheumatoid arthritis because my numbers are off the chart. And so the only thing that they could tell me, because they've done x-rays, so they'll do x-rays of like your wrists or your ankles, you know, that's where they'll see small fractures or, you know, any of the, the joint damage or things like that that they're, they might be looking for. And they've done that and I have no joint damage, no inflammation in the joints. And so the, he said, my doctor said, the only thing he can attribute it to is lifestyle factors, things that I'm doing, exercising, and it's not intense exercise, but exercising and, you know, trying to eat as healthy as possible. He said, those are the only two things that he can think of right that have prevented that from kind of surfacing and, becoming an
0: issue right yeah because I you know when you said that I just went to my doctor just like a couple months ago and I was telling her like do I have carpal tunnel and she was like Mm -hmm. well you know what you probably have arthritis in your wrist because I I, when I wake up in the morning Nikki my hands are um, numb like my, I'm like, oh, I can't okay. feel my hands, and she told me I could wear a brace to bed to keep so that my wrists are not moving because yeah. I, you know, sleeping. Yep. Little things like that. Like as men and women, we should be talking about these things because we could help yeah. somebody else out that's going. But now talking to you, I feel like, oh my gosh, yeah. all the things you're saying, I'm like, I need to get checked.
1: Yeah. But I mean, mean, at least have the conversation. Exactly. With your your healthcare provider. And we have to
0: tell them, like, they're not going to come into the room and know what we're feeling or what we, you know. Right. So we need to be the own advocate, like you said, for ourselves. Yeah. So tell us more about the floor. Like, how did you come up with the flourish group?
1: Yeah. So um, I am a terrible uh, plant parent. Um, I do not have a grieving thumb. Neither do I. So I compare. I always say, I always use the example um, as to why I came up with the name Flourish is that humans are a lot like plants. You can give a plant or a human very little maintenance and they will survive. Like if you think about some of the times in our lives, like when our kids were really little and we were surviving on no sleep and lots of caffeine and eating, you know, whenever we could, you know, you got by, right? You survived that because we're very resilient beings. So plants, most plants, you know, your average plant, you can give it water and just pretty much keep it alive right yeah. it's it's gonna just keep trucking a lot got one in my kitchen it's not you know breaking any records with <laughs> blooms but you know I, I keep it watered and it it stays alive to flourish means that we're giving ourselves or we're giving that plant everything it needs to really be like it's Full potential, right? So, exactly. you know, plant food, sunshine, you know, trimming the leaves, the dead leaves off of it so that it can grow. And so, when you do that, that plant, or, you know, if it's a flowering plant, it's going to give you these big, beautiful blooms, right? It's going to flourish. And right. so, when you look at humans, if we give ourselves all the things that we need, and for, for me, the five of like foundations, I call it five foundations of flourishing, you know, it's managing stress, it's getting enough sleep, it's getting enough water, it's eating eating the right foods Mm -hmm. for what you need, what you're, cause every body is different and it's getting enough movement. And so when you're doing all of those things pretty well, you're going to flourish. And that's, that's really my goal is to work with professionals to say, we're going to focus on these foundational things because that's the basis of, of being healthy. Right. And then we can go from there and, you know, challenge you with, you, know, you want to run a marathon or, you know, you want to start to be, you know, you want to be vegetarian or vegan or, you know, whatever. Right. Those are, you know, longer term goals maybe, but like you got to start with the foundational stuff that you so they can start to really thrive versus just survive.
0: You got to start somewhere now when you said the five yeah. the, what were they again the five things to flourish
1: so the five foundations of flourishing and i like I teach that the this, five foundations. workshops on this it's stress sleep hydration then food and fitness and i do them in that order um and it's it's intentional because those first three things stress sleep and hydration are the three things that we can control to help our metabolism so there's lots of things out there that you know talk about you know the only three things that you can really control and food is you know diet and exercise comes in there as well but those first three things if you are constantly stressed out if you are not getting enough sleep if you're dehydrated your body responds and your metabolism responds in kind. it says i'm slowing down or i'm not going to be as efficient so then you add in the food and the exercise once you have those because the other thing is if you don't have enough sleep or you're dehydrated or you're stressed out you have no energy right. to do these other two. You can't. So you can't work out to, to your best ability. You're not going to have the energy to prepare really great, you know, healthy meals. Like You're just going to come home, get takeout, and sit on the couch because exactly. you're tired and you're burned out.
0: Right. Because I mean, I, I've been putting off the gym sometimes because I'm like, you know what? My body's tired. But like you said, my body's tired because maybe I'm not getting enough sleep. I'm not hydrating because right. I'm very thirsty a lot lately. I'm in the middle of the night. I'm really thirsty. And I don't know if it's just as you get older with women or men. You always feel like you need something to drink. You should hydrate. Yeah. When you're thirsty. Yeah. Somebody told me, a good friend of mine, she said, her doctor said, if you're thirsty, you need to drink. You know, like, yeah, we put, yeah. I don't want to have to go to the bathroom if I'm driving in the car. <laughs> I don't want yeah, to have to stop, yeah. so you're and not drinking.
1: It's, and it's not as simple as just saying, drink more water. Like, I work with nurses and teachers and people who are not, you know, in a position to just, you know, go to the bathroom whenever they want, right? So, they like, they'll tell me, like, I have a hard time, like, making sure I'm drinking enough water. And so, it's exactly. you know, sometimes it's just baby steps. But right. what I'm finding is that they were drinking, like, eight ounces a day. So, even if they doubled that... Right. Like, you know, I'm always about like, let's just make small incremental improvements. Right. I'm not going to overhaul your entire life and wellness you know all at once like you you've got to start with something and for most clients it's stress stress is the biggest issue that they're facing because they have these very demanding jobs so we really work on that like setting boundaries and how do you delegate more to people in your life at work at home so you're not so stressed out and you're not feeling like you have to do everything and then there's nothing left for yourself
0: there's got to be a balance there's got to be a balance You know, I mean, I think, I I feel like Americans, you know, um, we, because I went to Italy, this was when I was like 19 years old to visit my brother in the Navy. And I remember being in Italy and they closed down from two to five, all the stores closed down. They take a rest, they have a big lunch and they take a nap or whatever. And then they open back up again. And I thought that is so bizarre. But if we think about us and what we do... Like you said, your other job was more demanding, more stressful, and you're, oh, I have to be here no matter what, even right. if I'm tired or stressed out. I got to be here. I got to travel here. I, you know, and we don't stop until we get the job done. Like, we'll work 10, 12 hours. Mm-hmm. I mean, Americans are very hard workers. We look back and think, you know, wait. For what? What do we right. miss? we have to take care of ourselves. This is not, nobody's right. going to take care of us. No, no.
1: it is it is so, it's like, when I mean, you can finally see it, and it's so easy to say, but it's really- It's it's simple in theory. It's, you know, more complicated in the execution of it. Mm -hmm. So like to say to somebody, and this is where I get a little irritated with kind of the the diet industry where it's like, you want to lose weight? Eat less, move more. Well, that's really simple. Like you don't think anybody's ever thought of that. You know, do you don't think (laughs) the people who are struggling with obesity thought maybe "Mm, I should eat less? No kidding. Right. But it's not that simple for everybody. So age, hormones, all of these things stress, sleep, all of that plays into whether your body is going to cooperate with your effort, you know? So it's, it drives me crazy when I see people who are just like, well, just eat less and move more. Well, yeah, that's super simple in theory. Yes. And yes, that's, that's how it works scientifically in the execution of that, in the implementation, it's, it's not that simple. We have to start thinking about humans more than just, you know, the number on the scale. That's not always the best indicator of someone's health somebody could be very thin and not be healthy right. they could have high cholesterol they could have high blood pressure there's so we have to look at health different differently and you know and just start to to be easier on ourselves right like you said put ourselves first
0: yeah i mean like you said we got to flourish our bodies so we have to make sure that we yeah. have all the components for us to excel at what we're doing you know or mom or if you're you know a right. dad that travels all the time or you're a big executive or a president of corporation or anything you still need to say you know what I need to take a break I need to go go for a walk at lunchtime or something like that so tell me about the clients that you have found you said how long you've been doing this now two years no so 40. My
1: business will be, um, I started in 2019, oh, so it's almost three years. Almost three years, um, so, okay. And it had originally started as strictly one-on-one coaching. And it really, you know, came out of my previous colleagues and contacts, right? They had, you know, we had all worked together. They had kind of had a, you know, a mass exodus of some people. There was some restructuring. So everybody went to different companies and it was new new challenges, new stresses. And so most of my clientele in the beginning were, you know, referrals and contacts. Contacts that I had previously had, but you know, as I said before, COVID really kind of opened up this door to working with corporations. And I think if COVID taught us anything in the professional world, it was—and I said this from the beginning—all these corporations think, "Oh, well, you always wanted to work from home, so now you're getting this great benefit." Right. Well, the problem was we, we couldn't go anywhere. Yeah, so we didn't have a from choice. Home right. Was not the benefit that we wanted. You know. a year year or two before that it was stay at homes so it really brought on new you know new health um, mental health challenges physical health um, you know just a lot of challenges so I started to do some uh, corporate wellness doing some workshops and webinars and things like that for um, different companies and that's really started to kind of steamroll and and take off which has been great but one of the things I wanted to go back to and I've I've got a great guest for you I'll I'll give you um, her information but she her name's Sharice Nance and she's here in Pittsburgh and she's a, a licensed clinical social worker. And we just did a project together for a client of mine on the idea of there's no more work-life balance. They're now referring to it as work-life integration. You're never going to have balance. And like talking to her just open, like, opened my eyes. I was like, as a woman, like I've always been striving for this perfect 50-50 balance, right? right. Between work and home or per, you know personal life. And she like it doesn't exist it never existed what we now have to do is how are we integrating our personal and professional lives in a way that allows us to be successful professionally but also like establishes boundaries and gives us what we need at times when our personal lives need more attention so she kind of equated it to like it's like a cycle like there are times in your life when your work is going to require more that's okay yeah it can't always be that way can't always be 50 50. there's gonna be a time when it then you know you have time to you know you have a a parent who is sick or you need to take care of or you have you know COVID closings with schools and things like that And your personal life is going to maybe take a little bit more of your time. Right. Employers need to be looking at this as like it doesn't matter you know kind of when they get the work done for the most part unless it's you know something's kind of deadline driven as long as it gets done right as long as it's good quality and so she, she She's a much you know, better expert on this than me, but it really is something that I talk to my clients about. I'm like, you're not going to have balance. Yeah, let stop trying so to kill true. ourselves to do
0: that. Right. I know. We do. We're always trying to find that balance. And, you know, you can't dive into something and give 100% and then come home and just be like, all right, I'm going to bed. I'm tired. I had a long day. And not do anything with your family or your friends or, you know, you're right. You're right. And, you know, we've been going out more, my husband and I, because, you know, when the kids were younger, it was, he traveled, we'd stay in, we'd just be home for the weekends because we just, but now it's like, wait a minute, yeah. let's enjoy each other, enjoy the kids. Yeah. And also, you know, let's make a balance. But yeah, I love that. And I yeah. feel like that that is something I will have to get in contact with her because I feel oh, like-
1: Oh, she's awesome. We all
0: need that. We all need that motivation yeah. to say, you know what? You're worth it. You are worth it. Right. Your time right. and your efforts. And there's times where I, I don't know if you have, but I worked in TV and radio where way back when and then I stayed home with my kids and did odd jobs but I remember going to sleep at night and waking up and being like oh my gosh did I forget to do that did I do that editing or did I get that commercial I don't know if that that ever goes away (laughs) but no it's you know and this is such a nice conversation that we're having because I think Nikki there are so many people out there that are not finding that balance and they need that as well as you know me listening to you you know you're helping me so I'm sure you're going to be helping a lot of other people out there. So yeah. if they want to get in contact with you, do you have a website they could go yeah, to? Okay. Yeah,
1: um, it's www.theflourishgroup.net. Okay. So it's dot net instead of dot com, but it's the flourish group. Excellent. So pretty simple. But yeah, they can find me there. Or like I said before, LinkedIn, I do post a lot of, you've seen the content yes. that I post. I post a lot of, you know, educational stuff for people. Like this is how you should be, you know, like a lot of questions that people have but they just don't have time to find the resource or, you know, ask the question. So, um, uh, so yeah, LinkedIn is one of my favorite places to connect with people. Right,
0: because you're with the professionals on there, and a lot of the people that yeah. are on LinkedIn are the ones that are, you know, working yeah. a lot and trying to find balance. I am just so excited about this. I think this is wonderful. I'm so glad we, we got yeah. in contact with each other because I feel like I know, your me message too. is really going to help a lot of people that are really, I mean, I, I, I look at so. the generation that are younger. Because I feel like the things that we know now as we get older, I wish I I could tell them like, look, (laughs) love your job, work hard, but remember, you got to have
1: balance. Absolutely. And I do think, so my daughter's a millennial, she's 29 and my son is Gen Z, so he's 22. And they, I will say both those generations are much better at prioritizing self-care. So I will say my daughter is, is very good at setting, she has her own business also, she's very good at setting Boundaries. Um, she's very good at you know kind of finding that integration of, of work and personal life. And my son, same thing. He's yeah. you know he he knows his limit, and so you know he's taking two classes a semester versus four or five because exactly. that's his
0: that's your limit.
1: He knows that's what he is going to do well with. You know, right? So I, I hope these next generations understand that there's you know they've got to protect their own mental and physical health. Um, oh
0: yeah, you know, this first. is right. Exactly. I'm so glad we talked about this because you're right. The mental health and with that thing that's happened with COVID that I feel like, you know, as Americans that we really need to stress. We need to focus on ourselves. Oh, this was Mm -hmm. wonderful. If there's anything else you'd like to tell our listeners, but this was so great, Nikki.
1: I just, I really appreciate it. It was an honor to talk to you. And be part of this exciting podcast. Um, oh. like I'm thrilled to you know to keep listening and hear all the awesome
0: people that you're going to have on. Oh, yes, and you're one of the awesome persons that I've had on. Persons? <laughs> Is that the word? <laughs> I, hey, I was not a writer like you, okay? I'm not really good with my English. <laughs> I don't check. I
1: don't have a red pen anymore. I know. I don't
0: red pen don't pen be writing anything down life. about me. <laughs> oh, Nikki, it was such a pleasure talking to you. And yeah, you already put your website out there, and once you're, you're podcast comes out, so we'll have people looking for you.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thank you, honey.
0: This was Spill With Me, Jenny D. Take care. Thank you so much for joining me with Spill With Me, Jenny D. You can be anonymous, planning on having guest speakers, or anyone who wants to share their life experiences on the topic we covered that week. I'm going to post all that on my Facebook and website so you will see what I'll be talking about that week, so give me a call. I can pre-record and put you on my, my episode that day. I stress this. I personally feel to heal yourself is to talk about it. And if we can help each other instead of keeping it bottled up and just release it, I think that it's going to help all of us. And let's have a lot of fun. I can't wait to hear from you guys. Oh, I'm so excited. This is still with me, Jenny D.